0: And welcome to Top Secret Girlcast, episode, we're not sure yet, it depends on when this one comes out. Yeah. Um. But, either five or six, episode five or six. Um. And today we have a super special guest, uh, named Tessa, uh, who's a friend of mine, and we've known each other for like, probably two years, but I feel like we only became good friends probably this last year, maybe even this last like nine months. Probably, nine months. Yeah. It's been a... Roller-coaster yep. the last nine months, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's why I think this is super great that you're coming on this podcast, because you have had one of the most, like, interesting years to follow as a friend. And so it's I'm really excited to hear you process through some of that on the podcast. Um, why don't you just flab a little to I start? Could, yeah, I guess. Flab.
1: I wanted to talk about, um, I was in a very in. My first girlfriend, well, we could back it up. She was my first girlfriend. We can talk about that. I was only 20. Uh, We came out together. Mm -hmm. It was kind of a really emotional time, and she was there for me. We um, grew a friendship and then a relationship. Uh, She had a lot, a lot of issues, a lot of trauma, a lot of kind of stuff, and I've always kind of been the savior, kind of like I just want to help people. (laughs) I'm a Pisces. Mm-hmm. With a crisis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like... <laughs> so, um... <laughs> dealing with that, it kind of just... Uh, it went really fast, our relationship. And, um... As fast as it was, it was good. Like, I loved her family. Um It also... During that time, I thought I was really happy. But it turns out, I definitely was not. Um She was very controlling, like couldn't have any friends, like, literally all my friends were gone, it was her friends, it was her family, and it was just kind of like, it, it was a gradual thing, you know, yeah. so you don't realize it's happening, and then yeah. all of a sudden you're seven years later. Is that how long? Yeah, we were, were together for se- yeah, seven years. She had a daughter, or she has a daughter, um, so I met her daughter when she was six months, and now she is turning seven in August. Wow. So was she was she... Pregnant at the time that you guys... No, she was um, six months old, so... And she just broke
2: up with her boyfriend, so... At 20? Yeah. mm -hmm. Okay. Wow. What a situation to come into when you're 20 years old. And
1: coming out together. Yeah. Right, Mm -hmm. and I... Coming from religion... Like, super mm-hmm. religious parents. Super she religious. did or you did? I did.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, like, yeah we're gonna tap into yeah. that. <laughs> super
1: religious, so, like, G-list. I had a lot going on. It was kind of like I was weak, you know? Like, mm-hmm. and latching onto her, like, oh, I yeah. can finally be happy. I didn't really think about, is this gonna be a healthy relationship?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it definitely was not. I mean, we were so codependent on each other, and it was kind of like this is our little world, F everybody else, and it just turned into this twisted, and there was a lot of, um, she cheated on me many times, um, and I just, I don't know, there was just so many red flags. But um, I guess leading into uh, more towards the end, we, uh, so along, it was like a seven year span, but there was many times where we like broke up, got back together, broke up, got back together. So there was other girls, too. So, um... But it was definitely, like, a a long, drawn-out process that kind of messed me up, like, pretty bad. Yeah, I bet.
0: I think that's really common, though, when a relationship starts with a a crisis or a trauma or something that's crazy stressful that bonds people. Yeah. So it sounds like she was coming out of a super traumatic space... You were kind of, like, walking into a super traumatic space, and I think that bonded you probably really intensely when you both came out together, too. Right. So it was really hard to leave when I wasn't happy, and
1: I promised her all these things that I'd be there for her, and, like, I would never leave, and that kind of put me into a pretty depressed state throughout Mm -hmm. the seven years on and off. I was, like, pretty low. And she tried to unpack it herself, because she's, like, a self-proclaimed, like, shrink, but she's, like, wow. completely, like, she'll, yeah, she thinks she knows everything about anything. That's a dangerous like, thing, yes, it <laughs> to be a self-proclaimed shrink. Well, basically, and she just kind of, like, told me it was my childhood, and that's why you're unhappy, and you need to unpack that, and you need to fix that, and you need to fix it with, you know, hmm. um, but she would never let me even see my family. So it was kind of like, that's, it was kind of like, just like a twisted kind of thing.
0: That's hmm. grooming, though. Yeah. That's like, she groomed you hard if she right. was isolating you from, uh, right. from your family and your friends. Because she probably had some, even if it was subconscious awareness, that she was treating you poorly. And that anybody else who loved you and was watching this would name that. Right. I think that's why right. abusers, like, isolate right. their totally. partners slash mm-hmm. victims. Yeah. There's some type of awareness of, like, ooh, yeah, I don't look good in this story. <laughs> right. Kind of mind blowing. So, yeah. he,
1: he, and then, so not having any time I saw my friends, they're just kind of like, oh, God, like, you need to get out of this. Like, so that's. You,
2: you had friends that were telling you straight? Like, right. This yeah. Is, okay. For sure. So, like, what would you say to them? Um.
1: If I was away from her for a long period of time, you know, like, I would, it it would make sense. And I'd be like, yeah, Yeah. I mean, like, you're right. But then I would go back later that day, and then it's like, I don't know, it's like this trance kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Like, you automatically, like, go into this thing like, no, I'm happy. I'm good. But every time I, like, I just felt, anytime I saw anybody outside of it, like, I just felt depressed. Mm. Like, completely, like, I can't do this and I don't know how to get out and it got worse and worse and worse Mm -hmm. and worse people along the way tried to help like um but she always had that hook in me because she had a daughter Mm
2: -hmm. and that was
1: like my kid I mean she Mm kind of still is I still Mm -hmm. get to see her wow like once a week but like wow wow the kid thing is really hard yeah because now I still have to have that like involvement
2: with her yeah yeah when did you know, like, I'm done with this?
1: Well, okay, so it was pretty much this last year. Um, we ended it in, I would say, September-ish. Um, it was getting really bad. Um, she actually, uh, we went to visit friends her friends that became my friends too, because I couldn't have any other friends. So they were. So we visited mm-hmm. them in Seattle. Did you like that? Like I love them. I still see them. Okay. And she doesn't. So like I kind of took those. <laughs> so but um in Seattle she actually um, in front of them she got really drunk and beat the crap on of me in front of them. Wow. And to me that happened in July, and that kind of like was kind of like. My friend, oh my god, there was kind of like, dude, what's going on? Yeah, like you and I was like, I don't know how to get out and I don't know what to do. She's like, we will help you. We this cannot Good. go on any longer. Like yeah. you can't be doing this. And it was definitely a wake up call, for sure. When her friends
0: are saying like, right, um, yeah, our friend is treating you like, abusively.
1: Yeah, we just watched you get attacked because I had my I was on Snap. So she
0: just got, like,
2: crazy jealous, jealous and, and, in a moment. Yeah. Yeah. Because,
1: like, I mean, there was... When we broke up, I kind of had this on and off thing with another straight girl who had a mm-hmm. boyfriend. And um, she... And I told her all about that, like, when we got back together. Mm-hmm. And she came super jealous about it. Because I still worked with this girl. Like, and so, she, it was like... Mm-hmm. It was done by the time we got back together, but, like, I still worked with her... And it was, that was kind of her trigger, and what yeah. she blames for us breaking up at the end, of that yeah. it was all my fault, because I was, like, still talking to this girl, but I had to, because we worked together. She can't take any responsibility, though. No, no, that, like... it has to be something else, and she, still, yeah. to this day, it's that girl's fault. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Which also led to, because she was so jealous about that, she, um actually yeah, at work in one of the parking lots, uh, I was with this girl, like, cause we went to lunch, and she found out about it, and attacked me on, um, work property.
0: So, like... Wow. That was that, just this September?
1: Uh, this was just this April, th- actually. But, like, Just yeah. a few months ago? No, like, last year, April, oh, I think.
0: Oh, the previous year, okay.
1: Whoa. Okay. So, there was a lot going on, I guess, but, um... I guess the answer, go back to answering your question about, um, when I knew to be done. I mean, when I was attacked in Seattle, for sure, and then I was just trying to figure out how to get out.
2: Mm-hmm. We bought a
1: house together. Um, it was in my name. So, um, and we were kind of like, we just need to be kind of done. You can stay here. She doesn't have a job. She's supporting Ugh. Me. Yeah. That's
2: fucking hard. That, yeah. Yeah. So, kicking her out... Was, uh... Was, was also kicking out a...
1: A uh, child, yeah. yes. Yeah. But, and I was gonna let him stay. hmm Um, and we were just gonna, like, figure it out until she could... She was finishing school. hmm Um, I was gonna wait until she was done with school and be like, okay, it's time to go. Because we're, like, done here. hmm She decided to... Skits. all right she decided, <laughs> she Settle just, in we're buckled up She decided to start um, sleeping with the neighbor um, who was a drug dealer and some and I was just like, okay, that's fine. like, <laughs> I, like it's great, good but don't bring it in my house mm-hmm. I feel like that's a pretty okay thing to say. I mean yeah. like I'm paying for the house I'm paying for everything here. I don't care what you do because we're, like, done here, and we're just mm-hmm. trying to, like, figure things out, but don't bring it into my house. That's mm-hmm. all I asked. Mm-hmm. And then she brought it into my house. So I walk in, because I spent the night at a friend's house, I walk into the house, and I see, like, a giant pair of Jordans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, uh. and the place smells like blunts. Mm-hmm. Like, and the ble- there, you know, mm-hmm. like, in her room. But it just, like, blunts... And Jordan's are sitting right there. And I was like, I walk in, and I'm like, you need to go. Like, they're sleeping. Yeah. And then, so at that point, I was like, okay, she's bringing people into my house. She's beating me up still. Like, I'm scared to have her here. So I called a lawyer and figured out the best way to get her out, mm-hmm. which was just giving her a 30-day notice,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which was very difficult. She left oh, a bunch of crap that I had to deal with. Mm-hmm. She just
0: threw it in the garage, and then... I feel like I remember a few months ago, you and I talking, and you had mentioned some piece about, like, she brought guys over who threatened
1: you? Did... Yes, yeah. Okay. He That was him. I mean, he told her that he would beat her, me up for her, or, you know, like, he would, you know,
2: she hurt me. Charming.
1: Yeah. charming. Yeah. So stay out of my house. I mm-hmm. mean, like, I... I have no, yeah. no problem, but mm-hmm. please stay the, And she lied. <laughs> yeah. Like, you can tell when someone's been in your house,
2: mm-hmm. and, like,
1: it happened multiple times. Like, I know it. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, she half-ass cleaned up, and she never cleans anything. Like, yeah. you know how you just, like, throw stuff in the sink, like, yes. quick when someone's coming over? Like, totally. Yeah. So it happened multiple times. And so I was, like, at that point, I was, like, you just need to leave. It was very hard. Because mm-hmm. the house... So I bought this house. It was her grandma's house. Ooh. Yeah. So I bought her grandma's house and then she's like, you're kicking me out of, yeah, a lot of guilt, a lot of guilt. Wow. Mm -hmm. So, but transitioning into, um, I wanted to talk about, we can call her Danielle, um, who I'm seeing now, she basically saved me from all of this. Like, I don't think I could have done it without her. Like, Mm -hmm. that transition of, like, she was like, no, this is not okay, you need to get her out of your house. She was there for me every step of the way. Mm-hmm. We like became very close, really good friends. We were just friends at that point. She actually let me stay at her house for a month while we mm-hmm. was I gave her 30 days to get out. I didn't want to I didn't feel safe being there. Yeah. So I stayed with Danielle.
2: Mm-hmm. Um
1: that's kind of like how we had the strongest like friendship I've ever mm-hmm. I think had with someone.
2: Did you guys have a friendship before that?
1: No. I mean, uh like colleagues for colleagues sure. yeah colleagues mm-hmm. like you guys always be, I
2: think worked really and well together she
1: admitted that she had a crush on me for the last like two years
2: so yeah. <laughs> like
1: later on so yeah that was cute but <laughs> that <was> cute <laughs> but definitely she definitely let she's as I unpacked for her kind of like everything I've been through the last seven years she's like yes that is not only physical abuse but that is emotional abuse and I didn't I couldn't connect that and mm-hmm. she kind of let me see that this isn't, you can't be treated like this, and this is why you're mm-hmm. so unhappy right now, and why, like, you mm-hmm. y- you need to get past this. It's such a
2: relief when you can be like, this isn't on me. Like, right. this isn't, yeah. you know. It was, like,
1: the biggest relief ever yeah. to once that was mm-hmm. done. Like, it was just, like, baggage.
2: Yeah. For sure. So how is, how are those two relationships different? You know, like, if you were to, like, contrast them, like, Completely More like, is there yeah. any way
0: that they're the same? But like, Probably not. But they're like both girls.
2: And they yeah. both, they yeah. both
0: were straight,
1: and they both have only been with, you know, dudes before me. That's uh-huh. pretty much... Do you want to say
2: that again? Because I feel like you're pretty proud of that. I am. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about <laughs> that. again. Like, I want to talk about that. Like, I want to... Like, what's that about? I you? don't... It's like a thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it
1: kind of turned into a thing yeah. when it was, like, the third time.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, so... Talk more about it. it you're like, ha, I can do something that you guys oh, can't. or like, right, you know? like,
1: I don't know, like, it just kind of turned into a, like, I love, um, it's kind of crazy, just kind of, I don't, there's kind of a high to it, like, some, like, Sure. It's, I've been with, um, <coughs> girls that have been with girls too, and it's kind of like, you know, I did the dating app thing for a while, and it was just kind of, like, boring. I guess, I don't know, like, I just, <laughs> there's something about, um, having a connection it, it's not like I would do it on purpose like it's just kind of like happening. Like praying no i never it's not, women. Like, <laughs> no, I'm not praying on straight women it just yeah. seemed to happen and all my friends joke about it
0: that but that what you just said actually goes so hand in hand with um, our a previous interview that we did just recently um, with Bernice the what's eating Bernice episode yeah. where we talked a lot about what's how eating Bernice that's what that's what our producer called it isn't that great Good job, Derek. We love you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> but was eating Bernice episode. Uh, we were talking a lot about how like sexuality can be so much more fluid. And so I think a lot of times there's just like a natural connection between two people. And sometimes that happens before there's even an identity change right. or I even mean, an awareness of. Danielle
1: like, doesn't even identify as gay, or she, she would not even she doesn't she said if we ever broke up, she wouldn't know. Which direction to go Mm -hmm. It's just kind of like Love is love Like period Like If you have that connection With someone It does not matter Yes One of
0: my girlfriends Just stood over last night With her girlfriend And we had the same exact She said the exact same thing She's like If we ever broke up I have no idea Who or how Or you know I would date But it doesn't matter Because I'm crazy In love with this person
1: I feel like I like that those organic relationships that kind of just form as friends first and then create into something more. Like, the dating scene, like, going on... Like, it just was not for me. Like, this... I like to have something deeper, like a deeper friendship, and then grow it into something, and Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. exactly what happened, and it's completely different than my relationship with the previous, because it's just, like... I still kind of am like, oh, do I need to ask... I'll be like, I'm. Do you care if I go here? She's like, why are you asking me? Mm-hmm. Like, you. Mm-hmm. It's your life. And, like, she'll come with me to see my parents, even though, like, we're on completely different opposite, like, beliefs. Like, it, and it's okay. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so she's just, I don't know, a down to earth, chill yeah. person. Like, I don't know. I don't see myself being with
2: anybody else. Mm-hmm. So, how? Because you said mm-hmm. before. Your Pisces with the crises. Yeah. And you have that savior complex. Yeah. Which I also have in relationships. How does it work now? Because she kind of saved you. And then, okay, that's the other <clears throat> part is I went back and saved her right back. Kind of okay. makes
1: the relationship... Balanced. Yes. Um, she was in a long-term relationship uh, as well. And kind of when she was helping me through this, realized... She wasn't being treated very fairly either, yeah. By who uh, who she was with, um, and she was so unhappy and kind of didn't realize that until she was helping me out of this situation, and then mm-hmm. I kind of helped her out of that one mm-hmm. while we were still friends. And mm-hmm. then after that, it kind of just bloomed into an uh, actual relationship. Yeah, which was a pretty intense night, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm sure, like that. That's the part of like being friends first and transitioning into a relationship yeah. that is so. It's tricky. It like, yeah. really is. It's either it works or it doesn't, and yeah. it really worked.
0: Well, and <laughs> you're risking, actually, like, the most right. with a friend, because you're like, I already have something that I I desperately don't want to lose with you, and that's, like, our friendship. Right. And so if I, like, gamble this, like, into, like, well, maybe it could be way more. Maybe we could, like, right. threefold this enjoyment and in a partnership, but if we lose that, then we lose this, too. Yeah. Potentially. Right.
1: It was worth the risk, I guess, for this time. (laughs) Like, but, like, yeah. That's awesome. I don't, it couldn't, we, I don't think we could have stayed friends, like, any longer. Something, because it was just, like, the sexual chemistry was kind Mm -hmm. of getting a little too intense for both of us. And it was just, like, Mm -hmm. something needs to happen. Uh, (laughs) We're both gonna, like, either just not talk anymore or, because it it was just inevitable. Like, it was just going to happen, and then
2: it did, and it was perfect. Yeah. So, so in your previous relationship did you, was it a fluctuation between feeling like who had the power? She you always know? had
1: the power. Okay.
2: I knew that. Okay. <laughs> okay.
1: I think yeah. And now with this She one. was just so manipulative like you yeah. could just there was no winning in argument ever. Mm-hmm. So kind of like being with a Pisces, I would just lie about everything. Like little things just to have some control. Mhm. Like hmm. I've noticed that about me, and I'm trying to, like, be completely honest with Danielle so that never happens. Even about, like, little tiny stuff. I remember recalling just, like, with the previous relationship, just, like, like, just lying about little things just so I could just have something
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and see if I could get away with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I did something, and then it would be really bad if I didn't, (laughs) but, like, I don't know. It was just so unhealthy. But now this relationship... Like, there's no, there's nothing.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: There hasn't been any, like, red flags. I mean, I know her, I know her faults. She knows mine. Um, But we, like, work through it together Mm -hmm. every day. I Mm -hmm. know what's, when something's wrong, then we talk about it, and sometimes she's stubborn about
2: that, but. Do you feel like you have baggage from the previous relationship that, I mean, like you said, like you, sometimes you, like, tell her, you know, like, what you're going to be doing and stuff like that. But, I mean, it just seems like to go from, like, a relationship that was so controlling to such a healthy one, I feel like a lot of people's uh, natural response would be to self-sabotage it, you know? Like, because you're like, what is this amazingness? It can't be real. Like, I'm going to self-sabotage. Like, it's
1: sometimes I have to talk myself down. You know, it's
2: like, it's too good. I don't
1: deserve that. Like, I don't Mm. get, like, like, there's not enough drama, you know, like... Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just kinda like well, it's the chillest thing
0: ever and I just need to like accept that. <laughs> talk myself down, basically. Yeah. And I think it's so easy when you've been in something that's been so possessive to start understanding this is how that person is showing love. It's super fucking dysfunctional. Yeah. But I do think that is probably how your ex was showing love For by sure. controlling you. Yeah. It was not okay and it was abusive. Right. I'm not calling that love, but I think that was her attempt at it. Horribly hopefully self-conscious, or subconscious, lack of Mm self-awareness, that she was, that played out that way, but I think that also when you go from someone who's so possessive to someone who has no jealousy or possession, you're kind of like, well, are you really that into me? Which is a weird thing. I don't know if you had that, but I've had that before where I went from somebody who wanted to spend all their time with me, constantly, and then to someone who's, like, way more independent and chill. You're almost like, oh, am I not that interesting? Right. But really, it's like, no, they just respect me. Right. And that's kind of nice and new. Yeah, that's different. <laughs> just a lot of communication has been extremely
1: important, and we've been doing really good at that. I've never been a part of something that functional. I don't know, but yeah. I, it's working. I haven't really had too many, like, huge issues, and either as she. I mean, like,
2: we've just been able to talk it out which I've never been able to do before. Well, for her to have seen, like, what you're coming from, she already has an understanding. She completely, completely you know, knows so where you, right. don't, you don't have to even probably and verbalize she, everything. She and gets she'll it. even
1: say, like, I just did that kind of the way I said that relate to... Like, she'll, she's completely aware of it yeah and completely understands, and that's why it works, yeah. I think, so well. Because she literally saw what it was doing to me at the time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know that I've... I think emotional abuse is just so nuanced and layered, and often the abuser isn't self-aware of their abusive tendencies.
2: Yeah. And I think
0: that's part of what makes it so hard to name in your own life, and also I think sometimes it is hard to name for other people. So I think that is... I'm giving kudos to Danielle for being able to see some things in you, and you being able to see some things in her relationship. Because I think it's very hard in those situations... Because when we think of abuse and when we think of, like, possession and control, you think of, like, first of all, I don't know about you guys, I think about, like, heterosexual relationship first of all. I think of, like, a big, angry, like, machismo kind of dude and, like, a woman who is dependent on this man for basic needs. That's usually what I think of, and that is very common. That's very common that that is the scenario. I think, though, that it becomes even more nuanced when it's like one is two women. Also I think it's nuanced when maybe like a woman is abusive towards a male. And I think it's and or if there's different power dynamics in every relationship, sometimes women do have more power in different ways than a man in a,
2: in a partnership or Well you I think know. I, I think yeah, like what you're saying with that like we've all been emotionally abusive. Yeah. And it comes from a place of insecurity and fear you know but I think it's different when it's like a pattern that is played out again and again and again and that is your only tool for getting what you want you know like and I think that's that's what it all comes down to is like your expectations in a relationship and of what you want and feeling like you need that above all else above the happiness of the person that you're with you know
0: yeah
2: and you'll do whatever it takes to get to that yeah instead of learning to like not attach to the outcome and Mm -hmm. going along with like the process of figuring out with that person, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's such a total different like mental place to be in. Mm -hmm. And I I feel like every once in a while I can tap into it, but most of the time I'm not there, you know, most of the time it's like I'm caught up in the expectations and that kind of thing and what it is that I'm wanting or needing Mm -hmm. out of a relationship instead of being like, I just, I just love you and that's just it, you know, Mm -hmm. that's something that I'm it takes a real conscious effort yeah. for me to be in that place. Yeah.
0: Now that I think about it, actually, I wasn't, this isn't the secret I was planning on sharing before this podcast, but I did have an experience where one of my best friends, Cece actually confronted me a couple of years back. I was in a relationship with this guy who I knew was like angry. I knew he was going through some shit. Like I, I knew that he was going through some hard things in his family. And he had a lot of responsibility on his plate. So I often kind of, like, shifted kind of responsibility for his behavior on, like, his overwhelming life. And um, I was out with a girlfriend. I had just spent, like, the whole weekend with this guy. Um, And then I had gone out with my girlfriend, Cece. We had gone shopping. And when we were out thrifting, she was in, the like, the changing room. And I was out there and I was like, Oh my God, I have 11 missed calls from him. And she right away, like the light went off of like, that's not okay. And later that (laughs) night, well, and then he was upset because I, I told him I would like go over to his place that night. And I was like, well, I'm still out with her. I just saw you like three hours ago. I think it's okay for me to like, keep hanging out with her. And I'll come see you later tonight. And he was really upset about that. Um, and so later, I think it was the next day, actually, Cece was like, Kitty, I think that this might be abusive. And when she used that word, it was actually really helpful for me because I had thought that in my head a few times. where I was mm. like, no, he's not abusive. He's just really stressed out and traumatized. And maybe there's some savior complex in that, too, where I was like, I can support him. I can help him get through this hard time in his life. But... Really, I was just accepting bullshit mostly, actually, from him. Mm-hmm. Um, It's way easier to process yeah. it when it's over. You know, it's
2: yeah.
1: like, like, oh, that was messed up. <laughs>
0: that was really <laughs> controlling. I also remember one time with him, like very shortly after we had started dating, um, I had started this job where I work now. Um, it's a couple of years back, and I remember I was super excited because some of my coworkers had asked me to go out to happy hour with them, and I was like, yes, I will totally do that. Trying to make friends. People are going to like me. And <laughs> I, like, texted him because basically the way that we lived was, like, we would work, we would eat dinner together. I would go to his house or he'd come to mine. We'd eat dinner together. We'd watch a movie. I'd fall asleep during the movie. He'd cry and get mad that I fell asleep during the movie. You remember this guy. And then, um... <laughs> And then we would fight about it, and then I would fall asleep again, and then in the morning we would do that again. Um, that's really what it looked like. So he, like, assumed that I would be going straight from work to his house. And I was like, hey, I got, just got by to happy hour. I'm going to go out with my coworkers. And he was like, well, that wasn't the plan. And I was like, was there a plan, or is there just, like, a pattern? <laughs> I feel like we have a pattern, but there wasn't a plan. And I still went to happy hour, which I'm pro- I'm glad I did, but I was like, I remember feeling yucky about it. I was like, why did he have to, like, ruin this, like, good thing that just meant I was going to be two hours later to still, like, eat dinner and fight over the fact that I'm going to fall asleep during this movie? Like, why, why did we in such a rush to get to that? Because it's yeah. not that fun. But, yeah. It's not
1: that fun. Yeah, I've had that argument, like, <laughs> ten times over. Yeah. Like, if, why can't I come? Mm-hmm. that thing and like so, um, mm-hmm. who are the I don't know these people mm-hmm. like she had to know everyone that I was talking to or hanging out with yeah which is crazy now that you think about it but mm-hmm. like I would get anxiety for like happy hours like that like figuring out a way to tell her like what time what time of the yeah. day do I tell her what um like what exactly do I say who do I say is gonna be there do I say everyone that's gonna be there or, like it, you have to process this through your head so it goes smoothly and that's like your constant state of being is like how do I bring this up so we can talk about it because Mm -hmm. you're going to freak out and I just want it to be
0: yeah 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 but I also think that comes back to my new kind of philosophy of like rejection and how much how much of rejection is just what we tell ourselves rejection So, like, what my ex and what your ex were hearing when they heard us say, we're going to happy hour, they somehow heard rejection in there. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know how you heard that because I'm still going to sleep with you tonight. Right. Like, I'm still going to be there in two hours. So, where you're hearing rejection, I don't know where that's coming from, you know. But then now this last year that I've realize how much i tell myself i'm being rejected when i'm really not mm-hmm. i think i just become more self-aware of that where i'll get really hurt over something like someone that i think is interested in me and then they're like also seeing somebody else
2: and i'm like this is rejection and it's like is it or do they still like me as much as they ever did it's that sort of thing, <laughs> you're giving that person more power than they need to have you know yeah. in your life and like, maybe than they want to have <laughs> yeah you know very true sure. yeah yeah I, like, it's just really interesting for me to hear you talking about this because I relate to it a lot in a very recent way as well. Because I got out of a relationship within the past year, so that's November, um, that had a lot of, like, codependency stuff as well. Um, He was an alcoholic, and I have the same thing, that savior complex. That was keeping me in it. And I think when you're talking about, um, you know, thinking that you're happy in a relationship... And then, you know, realizing you weren't, you know, or, like, having that that realization of, like, it was a fucked up sort of, like, happiness, you know, kind of thing that kept you going along, it scares me, you know, that, like, I'll be able to, like, delude myself again, you know, into being in a relationship that's not healthy. And I think it's, like, I'm just trying to figure out more and more of how to listen to my voice and a relationship and know when to give on things and when not to. Right. You know? Um But I, I also, like, came out of that relationship very quickly, went into a, a, another relationship with a coworker that I had been friends with for a year, and he saw me through that whole end with, you know, my previous relationship. And the way that it ended was me self-sabotaging it so that I could get out by cheating on him, Um which I had never done before and, like, didn't realize I was capable of. You know, like, it, yeah. it really knocked me down where I was like, I've always thought, like, this is such a cowardly thing to do, and I never thought that I would do this. But here I am, and it was super humbling. Um, but, yeah, he saw that. And then to go into a relationship with me after that, I was like, are you afraid of me doing this to you? You know, like, you you know that I'm capable of this. And it was something we had to, to talk through and talk out and all that. But having that friendship first really, that's, it's the first time where I've, like, had a friendship first with someone before we dated, and. I feel like it helps. It helps so much, and, and taking each day
1: at a time is really important, Mm -hmm. um, just seeing, oh, backing up and seeing, oh, did what I said hurt you in some way, like, let's process this, like, let's talk about it, constant, like, not just, like, letting little things go, you know? Like, actually, like, no, we can do better.
2: hmm
1: Has helped a lot. Mm. And I, hopefully, I feel like... There hasn't been, like, real big issues that have come up that we've needed to, like, unpack yet. Of, like, I haven't... You know, we're just kind of, like, happy right now. I mean, yeah. I'm sure, like, some... I'm gonna do something that's gonna hurt her feelings, like, pretty bad. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we have the foundation of we know what to do when that happens...
0: I think that's just one of, like, the most, like, cool stories, though, of a partnership starting, is when you both come from something really yucky, and you both were, like, each other's biggest cheerleader in a really vulnerable
1: situation. Both of you. Right. It's, like, a solid foundation. Like, before it wasn't. It was kind of like, we started our relationship crashing and burning, basically, and it never got better. This one it's like, a strong foundation that I know, like, if we both work at it and have communication...
0: Like, we'll be together forever.
1: hmm For sure.
0: hmm Um, question, just because it's probably about time to wrap up pretty soon here, but Tessa, do you have any other, I guess kind of more, after unpacking all of that with us, any advice or kind of words of encouragement to help people highlight in their own lives if they maybe right. are being emotionally abused or emotionally abusing as someone else? I mean... Hearing these
1: words, if you've listened to this, like, you're either having the realization that, holy crap, I'm in, I am, like, abusing someone, or I'm in an abusive relationship. Um, I guess the words I would have wanted to hear from someone is that you can get out, you don't have to stay, um, it's, you're gonna be okay if you leave. It's not the end of the world. They will move on. You will move on. Um, you'll find someone else that's not. Don't give up, I guess. Mm-hmm. I felt so many times that I was trapped. Couldn't talk to anybody about it. Felt, you know, almost, like, completely helpless. Like, it's either I'm stuck with this person for the rest of the, my life, or I got to do something about it, With was super scary. Mm-hmm. Anybody out there that's in an abusive relationship... Emotionally or physically, just because they're not hitting you, it's still really not okay. And mm-hmm. you can get out and you can leave. And there are people out there that can help you, and there are, you can have, it's a real thing to have a positive relationship. I didn't think so for a long time. I thought that's what relationships were, but you, I guess the tagline, things always get better, or whatever the, <laughs> that line is, but they really do. guess that's what I would tell people
0: thank you cool well this has been um episode five or six or seven of top secret girl cast hello beautiful people kitty here to give some shout outs to the many giving souls that make top secret girl cast possible our podcast is produced by my tray tray dope cousin derek and our music is by the incredibly talented bob bean who pepper and i would like to give a giant shout out for making the music production for our podcast super duper easy and customized to our every last girl casting desire Lastly, thank you to all of the guests who have already been and will be courageous enough to be vulnerable with us on the show. If you or someone you know would be interested in having your secret read on the podcast or being interviewed on the show in our Northeast Minneapolis studio, please email us at topsecretgirlcast at gmail.com.
1: Before we actually really wrap up um, I have one more secret Pretty much just a secret for Danielle um, About three months ago I'm actually holding it in my hand right now um, I bought a ring For you I can't, uh, I love you so much um, I want to spend The rest of my life with you um, You are the best thing that's ever happened to me I think that we can really have a life together and a family, um, and I just can't wait to start that life with you. So I guess I just have a question, Um, Danielle, uh, will you marry me? (laughs) Um, I love you, I can't wait for you to hear this, this is going to be a hard couple weeks, I love you and I can't wait, Um, I just can't wait to start this life with you. guess that's it. We can go now. Oh, God. (laughs)